welcome back to Sad Girl Energy. I'm your host, Bria Hebert, and this is the podcast where we are busy doing sad girl shit. We're back for another episode. You know that because you're here listening. Announcements. (laughs) I have announcements. Uh, If you live in the Toronto area, I'm doing stand-up again. Um, I have a show July 6th with my friend Hannah Lawrence, who is a amazing and talented and very funny stand-up comic, one of my favorite people to watch. Anyways, it's called Two Girls, One Comedy Show, and we have some tickets left. It was originally supposed to be the 29th, but we got rained out because there were thunderstorms in Toronto, which is crazy. The fact that we have to worry about rain in July, um, that's, again, global warming. If you are in Toronto and you want to come support us, come watch us, that would be cool. Unless you're creepy. Um, If you have been DMing either of us for, like, months and we've never responded, please don't buy tickets to our show and then tell us about it because um, that's weird that's creepy that's crossing a boundary if you are just someone who loves comedy and wants to attend amazing but if you think attending our show will increase your chance of fucking either of us that could not be further from the truth and please get yourself some therapy and don't attend but give us the money for the emotional trauma that you caused by purchasing tickets to our show then messaging us about it and then expecting an answer anyways if you're not creepy please come to our show if you follow me on instagram um just follow the link in my bio you can also book like for the 13th now if you want to both lineups are absolutely amazing it's actually so wild that we have access to all these incredible comics and i'm super excited for them um so yeah that's through the tall boys website if you have any questions feel free to dm me come out it's been so fun it's actually crazy like the shows i've done have been so nice and it just feels good okay that's all for announcements because i want you to listen to the rest of the episode (laughs) and there's lots of other stuff to talk about number one is we have entered the second stage of reopening in ontario and i cannot wait to get my eyebrows done oh my god i have been growing out my eyebrows since october i haven't been able to get my eyebrows done professionally since october i cannot wait i can't wait i feel like Honestly, and I'm not saying that this is a positive of the pandemic, okay? But one thing that has come out of this pandemic for me is it has become socially acceptable to not have your eyebrows done. Therefore, I have been able to grow out my eyebrows like I've wanted to for years because they were butchered when I went against my better judgment and went to a new threading place and all of my beautiful grown out brow was ripped from my face and it looked terrible and they were so uneven. Anyways, I have not truly recovered or trusted since then, but I am on this quest to regrow my eyebrows so that I can get the perfect even shape. I know, I know that most eyebrows are sisters, not twins. I respect that, I appreciate that. I will probably always be that, but I don't know. Maybe I can get my sisters like closer in age or something, I'm not sure. Anyways, I'm just excited to get my eyebrows done. Like I fully waxed my own bikini line and ripped skin, bruised myself, did a horrible job. Um, but eyebrows are something that I just don't trust myself with. I, I don't. Anything basically that isn't on the face, I'll, I'll do myself, DIY, uh, armpits, um, fake tan, like all that shit, DIY. But anything that's here, no. No, 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 I don't trust myself. Face stuff, I always direct to another party. That's just my philosophy. If it's on your face, get a professional to do it. If it's anywhere else on your body, DIY. Just buy buy the wax strips from shoppers, okay? They are good. I just, 
I don't know what happened. I don't think I had the right angles. I probably should have been on a chair or something. I just feel like to really properly wax your own bikini line, like you gotta do some maneuvering. There is a little bit of Cirque du Soleil involved. But yeah, as things reopen more here, I kind of feel like I'm having more of a summer, which is kind of causing me to freak out, which I think everyone is experiencing this feeling where I'm like, okay, so it's July now and things are reopening. And now I only have like two months of summer and I need to take advantage and I need to do everything I wanna do. And how do I achieve that? And then you just kind of start freaking out and being like, oh my God, summer's almost over, but it also just started. And especially with this rainy weather or like the extreme heat where it's not really enjoyable to be outside, which is so frustrating because it's like, these are the months we can be outside. The rest of the year, this country is a frozen tundra. So I need to make the most of these sunny days. And like, I'm trying to do that, but also I don't want to throw up in the park from heat stroke, which I haven't done yet, but Honestly, it's probably in the cards. I did once throw up while walking because I had heat stroke. I was just like mid, mid prance and uh, just kind of turned the head, did a little puke, pretend like nothing happened. Just walked away with probably the most confidence I've ever had in my life. Like if I had that level of confidence on stage, I would be such, <laughs> such a better comic. <laughs> That's not funny, Bria. Don't laugh about your low self-confidence, okay? Um, that's for therapy, and I'm not gonna board you with that, but only because I do have an hour of therapy immediately after I record this podcast, and I think that's gonna be my new recording setup. I am always gonna record right before therapy so that I finish this and I don't talk about anything insane that should just be in my diary or between me and my wonderful therapist, Amy. Okay, I am in my mid-20s and I am experiencing allergies for the first time and they suck. Like my nose is so annoyed and always kind of running. <sighs> and I'm sneezing, like I've never sneezed this much in my life. I didn't know what it was like to sneeze. I used to sneeze like once every six months and now I feel like I sneeze like six times a day. Is that a thing? I don't really know. Oh my God, I totally lost my train of thought. This is why I can't go on tangents. And also my memory is just really bad from the pandemic. Like my ability to keep one clear thought, it's completely diminished. I don't know how I'm gonna rebuild that. I don't think that I am. And I think that's okay. Maybe that was like me masking my true brain. Another thing, I lost my therapist today. Right, so yeah, my new podcast recording schedule is just gonna be podcast recording, therapy same day. That's like my belief and I truly do believe this and I've tweeted this and I stand by it. Every Zoom audition should be followed by an hour of free Zoom therapy because there is nothing worse than having to act in your home while you know your roommate is in the next room doing their real job, doing their real job that they are paid to do and you are there like a little clown, okay? In front of a white wall, wearing your one appropriate solid colored t-shirt, slating your name, age, height, city, for a bunch of people who do not care about you. They don't, they will never remember you. Even if you book it, even if it, even if that commercial or that TV show or that movie like wins an award, that casting director, they could care less about you. That's how little you matter. Um, so yeah, I do think that some therapy around that is maybe necessary. Maybe that's just me. Maybe no one else needs that, but I think I could benefit. Because things are reopening, I went to go do a bunch of returns today at the mall um, because I do deal with my feelings by shopping. We all know that. But lately, I have been ordering things, um, hating how they look, and then returning them. So maybe my body dysmorphia is actually saving me money. That's a hot take. That's my new outlook on it. Sometimes body dysmorphia saves you money. So yeah, I had a bunch of returns to do today of uh, late night, um, drunk, 
online shopping purchases and I was leaving the store and okay I actually just choked on nothing there I don't know what happened I think my like tongue like spasmed in my mouth and like blocked my airway weird so I was leaving the store it was garage it was garage yes I am a woman in her mid-20s who still shops at garage Uh, I am not too proud to admit it. Like, no, I normalize shopping at Garage in your mid-20s. You know what other place I actually really like? American Eagle. I shop at Garage and American Eagle, and maybe that makes me uncool, but also maybe it makes me like kind of like a a anti-capitalist, postmodernism, fashion, ethical consumption queen. Or maybe it doesn't, but whatever. (laughs) Nothing matters. I should stop saying that. Anyways, I'm walking out of the store and this girl goes, oh my God, you know who you remind me of? I was like, who? She's like, do you watch H3, the podcast on YouTube? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you remind me of his wife. I literally thought that you were her when you walked in. And I was like, oh my God. Are you telling me that I reminded you of Queen Ela of the H3H3 podcast? Like, I was so flattered. I think that is actually the nicest compliment I have ever gotten in my life. She was like, yeah, you look exactly like her. Like, I swore it was her when you walked in. Um, You dress like her, all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Ela is actually my fashion queen. I think Teddy Fresh is such a cool company. If I ever get PR one day, the only PR I would ever want is <laughs> Teddy Fresh PR. There are so many things that they've released lately that I've like wanted but have sold out of. So yeah, the fact that someone could even partially mistake me in passing for Ela is actually so flattering. And also I have been like kind of trusting my instincts more with what I wear. Like if you're watching the video right now, I'm wearing this I'm wearing this wild jean shirt, vintage acid wash jean shirt with like embellishments and embroidery and I'm wearing this like depressed camp counselor choker that I made myself beading and this cool silk depop scrunchie and so I'm just like kind of trying to trust my own vision of like what my style and aesthetic is and to have someone compliment that makes me feel good Um, especially because she herself was like super hot and tall and like looked like a model in that like effortless way and she was wearing a two-piece tight cropped um athletic set like bike shorts and a cropped tank top and um anyone who does that I mean like the fact that that exists is a personal attack against me like the fact that a company would make an outfit like that a cropped shirt bike short white tight outfit personal attack against me 100% could never wear that could not be me I would either shit my pants or I don't know I would probably just shit my pants I don't even think I could try something like that on for a joke but again that is my own body dysmorphia if I wore something like that I would most certainly spill an iced latte all over it or a gross green juice or I don't know get violent diarrhea or my period or both at the same time like that's just the type of luck I have so it wasn't for me but she was stunning and I was like shocked that she could even see me you know like whenever I see super hot people like that I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm invisible to you so that was wild once in a lifetime experience so I'm gonna soak it up for all I can but yeah I'm feeling general positive energy because of that interaction I love Ela. I wish I could be her friend. I love her style. Her hair is always an inspiration for me. My hair has been so frizzy because of the humidity and I don't know what to do about it. So I've just been doing weird hairstyles and embracing it. And I will say about returning clothes, when I was returning those clothes, I actually felt really good about myself. I was like, wow, I'm really proud of you, Bria, for realizing that these things aren't exactly what you wanted and returning them instead of keeping them because shopping gives you a little high, right? So I was like, 
this feeling, this feeling of like making a good financial decision, you can get high from that too. Is it as good as the high of buying something you can't afford? No, but it will do. It will do. And also it's kind of like a dual, like uh, like a two win scenario, right? Because you get the initial high of buying the item and then you get the high of returning it and telling yourself you made a good financial decision. And it is kind of another one of those self gaslighty things, but I think it actually works and I think it is a good habit. Speaking of good habits, let's do our self care tip of the week. Okay, this week's tip is more of like a what not to do tip, like a don't do this, this is a bad idea tip. So don't, um, don't do this. Don't stop taking your medication for three days because you're drinking all weekend and you wanna have fun and not black out and then feel like shit because you haven't taken your medication for three days and then when you finally start taking your medication again it takes like a week to feel normal and then by that point you've already stopped taking it again because it's the weekends and you want to be able to go out again don't do that (laughs) like seriously don't do that Whenever I drink, sometimes I forget to take my medication. I'm just gonna be very honest about this. Hopefully, again, this isn't weird, but I think that we should start talking about these things. So obviously, like, I'm on medication, whatever. Like, it would be fucked if I wasn't medicated. (laughs) Like, that would be wild. (laughs) Like, no one wants that. Anyways, I'm medicated, and I feel really good about it. And I am very happy to talk about it, because I think that it's important and also because I can't help but talk about it. Part part of it is just like I can't not talk about everything all the time. Like I wish I could shut the fuck up for 10 minutes, but I can't. Anyways, so my medication, I'm allowed to drink on it, but it doesn't mix well with alcohol. Like my medication is one of those medications where you have like three drinks and then you black out and then you call your ex 15 times. Like that's my medication, right? So we don't wanna do that. Uh, We wanna avoid that. I would rather put my phone in my Vitamix and blend it to a puree than do that. Because of that, when I know I'm gonna be drinking, I do not take my medication or sometimes on the weekend I just forget to take it because my brain goes into a different operating mode well actually every day is the weekend so I think I'm I just have a bad memory is really actually what it comes down to some days I'm great at remembering it other days I suck and sometimes if I forget it one day I just kind of get into a pattern of forgetting it yes I have tried pill organizers but those only work if you fill up the pill organizer and if you forget to fill up the pill organizer you are probably gonna forget to take the pill from the pill organizer so I have tried to do those Um, yeah so sometimes I just forget to take my medication and then sometimes when I'm drinking I don't take it because I don't want to black out so like in a sense I'm making a good healthy decision because I know that if I take my medication and drink I will black out quicker than I would Um, like sometimes shockingly quickly so I'm kind of like oh you're making a good decision but also um, do not take yourself off of your medication if that's something that you want to do you should discuss it with your doctor i am not a doctor i'm just an idiot on the internet but we've gone through that didn't take my medication because i was drinking well i forgot to take it the first two days and then i didn't take the third day because i knew i was going to be going for mimosas uh so i couldn't blackout in the afternoon so I was like oh I'm just not going to take it and then I started taking it again and I know that by the time like by the time the medication has started working again I will probably not take it for the weekend so that I don't black out I'm not responsible is what I'm saying and don't do that don't do that because it fucks with your chemicals in your brain which if you're on medication the chemicals in your brain are already fucked up <laughs> sorry if I'm the first one to tell you that but I highly doubt it medicated queens unite i'm sorry if this episode is kind of all over the place what episode isn't all over the place though let's be honest with yourself here bria let's let's be honest 
you like a tangent. You appreciate a tangent. You usually find your way back, but sometimes it takes a while. So basically, self-care tip of the week is take your medication. Remember to take your medication. I was thinking of making like one of those charts like they would do in like preschool or elementary school with um, days of the week and rows and then I would like put a sticker every time I remembered to take my medication. I'm, I'm considering going to that simplistic of a level to be able to achieve this task, um, this minor task that has very positive outcomes on me, but yet I still somehow can't convince my brain to do it. So I was thinking of doing that very old school. I think that's a very vintage method, um, but I think it also might work because the stickers would be like a visual cue slash reminder slash stickers are just fun. Stickers are just, we like stickers. Next, we're going to add an item to the uh, sad girl energy qualities. Um, an example of summer sad girl energy is um, having bunions. Sad girls, sad girls, hot girls, they have bunions. You know, let's normalize having bunions. Let's normalize it for me. Um, <laughs> I have been going, I'm back at work, and I'm back at work catering events for rich people who don't care if I live or die and it's never been sexier. I'm on my feet a lot. I'm also working in a kitchen. Is she a chef? No. Is she quiet and capable of doing basic tasks? Yes. Um, once in the kitchen, because most of the people in the kitchen have like some sort of culinary training, um, one of the kitchen guys was like, oh, are you a chef? And I'm like, no, I have a podcast. <laughs> I'm a stand-up comic. I, no, I would never tell my coworkers that ever, but I was like, I, I don't, this is not my world. I have no clue what I'm doing. I just need you to give me a task, quickly explain it, I'll do it, and then I'll come back to you and ask for another task. And that's basically how I spend my days. And that part of the day is chill, I like that. Anyways, I went to one of those old people shoe stores, like walking on a cloud or whatever they're called, to look for some geriatric ass shoes for my feet. I think I'm gonna get Birkenstocks to keep my, my feet are my money makers. This is the thing, because in every, in every fetish, like the foot fetish, there are subsections. And I guarantee you, there are men on the internet who would pay so much money for my bunion feet. And I am not gonna give that content away for free. That is premium content. The feet content costs extra to the point that I have started editing my feet out of my Instagram pictures. That's why I put like, emojis over my feet when I post pictures that is so that you cannot see my feet that's why I literally blur my feet out of anything on Instagram when I'm promoting shows like it doesn't matter if it's just a hot pic of me you're not gonna see my feet that is for my business that is for my business empire I'm an entrepreneur anyways every kink has subsets and I know that there's a bunion market for me to enter and I've realized that I'm gonna embrace that. And part of that is wearing sandals more often. Growing up, I was never self-conscious about my feet because one of my cousins, my entire life, <laughs> one of my cousins told me, she's like, if I could have any feet in the world, I would have your feet. She's like, I love your feet. You have the most beautiful feet. Your feet are so pretty. And I was like, so I grew up with this mentality that I have these gorgeous feet, right? Like she would literally, she'd tell people, look at Bria's feet, <laughs> which as I say it, it sounds weird, but like, trust me, it's not weird at all. Let's normalize worshiping other women, worshiping their bodies in a non-sexual way. Just in a, like, she is gorgeous. She has gorgeous legs, like not objectifying, just worshiping pointing out, giving recognition to. We need to do that more. We need to give recognition to each other as women. Men, I don't know what you need to do, but I think it's just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up and then we'll figure out what we can do with you once you've gone through a little bit of training. Anyways, so I wasn't self-conscious about my feet growing up, but then um, I had a guy who I was dating, that's all I'm gonna say about that, who once looked at my feet and said, 
you have bunions like my mom. And I was like, I may have bunions, but my feet are still nicer than yours. And then I thought something much meaner in my head, which I will not tell you what that was. I will not repeat that. That was just from my mind only. Hot girls unite, sad girls unite, bunion girls unite. Let me know if you have recommendations for orthopedic, geriatric, supportive shoes that will also allow my feet to breathe in the summer because we do not want smelly feet around here. Unless that smell is being put into socks, which you are selling for profit. Building your empire, babe. We are all girl bosses. <laughs> okay, I just have to get to the other shit because this episode is going to be so fucking long if I don't shut the fuck up soon. Like I said, Ontario is reopening. So I wrote out a little bit of a summer to-do list. This is my personal summer to-do list. I wrote it in my planner, which is hilarious. I realized that my planner, this, this is what I'll say about my planner. You know your mom is worried about you when she buys you a planner that says you are stronger than you realize on the front cover. Anyways, um, number one thing on my summer to-do list, spend a night at the bar without yelling at a man I just met. Um, I will say that whenever this does happen, they do always deserve the yelling. Um, but I would also like to have a night out where I don't have to interact with men. And if I don't interact with men, then I won't yell at them. So maybe that can just be like the same night. Basically every single um, thing I did this weekend, I yelled at a man, but they, again, all deserved it. Like it was at this like pride events and I overheard this man say that he thought that canceling Canada Day was cancel culture and he said he didn't like that. And I instinctively, like I didn't even, this wasn't like me trying to make a scene or this wasn't me being like, I'm gonna insert my opinion. It was like truly instinctual, like a reflex. I just turned around and I said, that is the dumbest fucking opinion I've ever heard. And then he said nothing because he knew it was time to be quiet. I don't get political on this podcast, mostly because I film it in my room with a ring light and a microphone that I still haven't like really figured out how to use. And I feel like if I were to get into like really deep intellectual conversations, they would deserve a setting a little bit more professional than this. But I will say that Canada's treatment of indigenous people is appalling, disgusting, and shameful we have so much work to do to make it right and we probably no matter how much work we do we'll never we will actually not probably we will never be able to actually make it right um we can't undo the horrific things that have been done but we need to better educate ourselves on these crimes on this genocide we have committed against the people who are the first owners and stewards and um keepers of this land like they this is we are in their country we are on their stolen land and we continuously whether intentionally or not reinforce colonial practices that degrade and hurt and dehumanize these people and it's really shameful and it's really gross it just like needs to be said it's something that i think i like we're all complicit in it we're all complicit in this destruction of indigenous culture and language and and space like we we've literally destroyed their space and yeah it's embarrassing and gross and awful and we need to do so much more and be so much better and um, we all, I think, have to like take time to reflect on that and to put it into practice because it's unacceptable. So yeah, um, I know that that's like a huge chunk to put in the middle of a podcast episode, but when that dude said that, um, I lost it <laughs> because I think one of the things you can do in practice to be a good ally is to speak out when you hear people saying something offensive like that, right? Or something untrue. Like, so what if canceling Canada Day is cancel culture? Like, who cares? <laughs> it's deservingly, like, 
I'm sorry, but what is there to celebrate when every single day we are discovering more and more unmarked graves of indigenous children who were ripped from their families as part of the Catholic Church's attempt to remove or silence them, and they were killed and mistreated and traumatized, and the effects of that are still seen today. Like, I'm sorry, yes, we need to cancel any holiday that doesn't Um, Any holiday that celebrates a country that does that, like that is a reasonable thing to cancel. So yeah, I yelled at that man, Um, I did. And I don't feel bad about it. And I think that it's a small thing you can do is call out shit like that and be like, I'm sorry, but that is fucked up. What you just said is not right. I think that's a way to be a better person. It's not that I want to stop yelling at men, it's that I want to stop interacting with men. I want to stop having to talk to them. I want to stop having to hear them. Like if I didn't have to hear men, then I wouldn't hear their bad opinions. Then I wouldn't have to yell at them. That's kind of the circle of the situation. If you don't want me to yell at you, shut the fuck up. Please and thank you. Um, Okay, another thing I want to do this summer, really looking forward to this one. I would love to put on a bathing suit without experiencing severe body dysmorphia. Like if I could just have like one beach day where I don't immediately start thinking about all the parts of my body that I would chop off if I could. Um... That would be beautiful to have some like mental peace related to my body and appearance this summer that would be sick that would be cool but also i realize that that's actually a lot to ask it's a lot to ask of myself i wish there were like glasses i could put on where i don't have to look at my own body but i can see the world around me that type of invention would be sick Um, I know I've like thrown out a couple potential inventions that I'd like people to invent if possible and that's added to the list an invisibility cloak for my own body that only makes my own body invisible I mean I know that that's what and I'm not explaining this right but I think you guys get the essence of what I'm saying I don't want to be able to see myself, but I'm fine if other people see me. Not because I think that I'm something great to look at, but because I don't care enough about what other people think of my body. I hate my body more than you could hate it. So your opinion on it doesn't really bother me. Another thing, I forgot, I've lost count, so I'm just gonna start reading them instead of numbering them off. Um, I would love to have a beach day this summer where no one gets heat stroke. That would be cool. To have a safe, beach day this summer that'd be amazing can we do it i'm an adult technically but i don't think i can another thing that i'd like to accomplish this summer another item on my um summer to-do list hot girl summer to-do list is save money instead of convincing myself that they can just print more do i think that they can just print more money yeah i need to get that idea out of my head so i can actually save money because You know, I would like to be able to like sit on a tropical beach after all of this. You know, I I need to like escape somewhere. And if I can't scam a man to send me to the Bahamas for an all-inclusive paid vacation for 10 to 14 days, then I'm gonna have to save some money and do it myself. Capitalism for you. (laughs) Anyways, um, okay. Another thing on my summer to-do list is to stop falling asleep to episodes of To Catch a Predator. Because I know that's toxic. I know it is. I know that there's no way that that's improving my sleep. And I know that's actually probably the reason my PTSD nightmares have come back the last week. It's probably that thing that I'm doing, but also I'm addicted to it. So what can I say? Another thing on my summer to-do list, read something other than my comedy crush's horoscope. I need to get back into reading, kind of abandoned it for a while. Mostly because I was starting to read like relationship trauma literature and uh it made me want to rip my own eyes out so kind of stopped but i should get back to that because we are growing and evolving no i should get back to that because i would love to have a healthy relationship one day although i think that's impossible not because of me but because of other people would love to try that would love to like see what that's like would love to like i don't know dip my toes in the water of like a securely attached relationship If you think you're securely attached, message me. No, actually don't. If you think you're securely attached, you're probably not. 
I think only, I think only codependent people think they're securely attached because they're like, what? I'm codependent? Every single person I know that has found out they're codependent has been shocked, including myself. Um, okay. And um, the last thing on my summer to-do list, hot girl goals, can we make this happen in the next two months, is become someone who snacks on fruit instead of all dressed chips and Reese's peanut butter cups. Would love it if I just became one of those girls who like shows up to the park with like a container of raspberries and she doesn't even really need to wash them. She just eats them and she's like, oh no, I don't need chocolate. This fills me up. And she gaslights all of you and she makes you feel horrible about yourself and you kind of secretly hate her for that. But also she always has amazing skin. So I don't want to fully become that person, but if I could inject a little bit of that energy into my life, I think I could, I think I could use it. I did this is embarrassing, but I don't care. Everything about this is embarrassing. Existing is embarrassing. I did, I did write like my summer motto, like my summer kind of, ed- my my summer essence this summer is be insane, be hot, do shows, make money. That's what I'm about. Okay, now it's time for Dear Diary, the segment where I read you a real excerpt from my diary. Dear Diary, I saw a headline for an article that said, 49 single and addicted to dating apps. I didn't read it because the thought of that reality forced me to astral project into a reality in which men don't exist, but my immediate thought was, no thank you. I simply could never publicly admit to being addicted to dating apps. There is nothing addictive about swiping through subpar men on an app designed by a bunch of toxic Silicon Valley simps. We really need to continue normalizing being with yourself. There's no amount of validation that a man on the internet could give you that would be truly satisfying. Plus, being forced to make small talk with strangers is my number one social fear. If I made a dating app, it would be a database that cross-checks men's profiles with local sex offender registries. Patent pending, of course. Love to you and me, Bria. Okay, this week on TikTok Taught Me, where this millennial breaks down Gen Z TikTok trends. That's what this is. Oh my God. Okay, guys, we're, the show is evolving in front of your eyes and ears, and we're figuring what some segments are weeks into doing them, and that's okay. So TikTok taught me, number one, some of your moms are wild and I love their energy. I saw this one TikTok, it has an Eminem sound bite and then it's just basically these girls and guys I think, but I've mostly seen girls do it, breaking down um, basically boss behavior that their mothers exhibit. So this one said, uh, when my mom made my dad get a vasectomy before she planned to divorce him so that I wouldn't have any ugly step-siblings. Iconic. I mean, I don't know what else to say to that. That level of precision and planning is what I want for my first divorce. Calculated. That is a, a chess grandmaster level of planning and execution. And I respect that woman for that. And number two thing that TikTok taught me this week, too many of us were accepting the bare minimum. Oh my God. Ah, okay. So there's that Olivia Rodrigo soundbite that's like all the things I did just so I could call you mine. And then it's like, again, usually women listing off um, things they put up with in a relationship in order to be with their medium ugly ex-boyfriend. I saw one that said, he only wears diapers on nights he's really drinking so he doesn't pee on me. It's no big deal. It is not okay. That is not okay. And it's one of those lies we tell ourselves, but then one day we wake up and we're like, oh, that was fucked up. Oh, that was weird. It's like whenever you tell someone something your ex did and then they look at you with that face like, honey, that isn't normal. No, 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 no. Please don't think you thought that was normal. And then you have to be like, oh, haha, just kidding. No, I know that's fucked up. And then you're like, this is why I don't open up to my friends. 
This is why I keep everything a secret. But yeah, it's not okay. It is not okay. It is not okay. No. You, a grown woman, should not be sleeping next to a man wearing a diaper because he's getting too drunk to go pee. If you pee yourself once in a while, totally fine. If you have a weak bladder, totally okay. I have a weak bladder. If you pee the bed because you are getting blackout drunk every weekend, you need to go to rehab. That is definitely alcoholism. Yeah, like that's all I can say about that. We have all put up, we've all put up with too much. We have all put up with too much. Because when I saw that trend, I thought of 15 things I could make, 15 videos I could make. If I was a 17 year old, I would have absolutely done that. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, you shouldn't make videos about your ex on the internet. Like, I don't really care what you do. If he was a piece of shit, then he probably deserves it. But more so just like for me, um, I'm trying to be more reserved and I am trying to create better boundaries with the information I share and don't share and where I share that information, aka I will make jokes about it all in stand-up. <laughs> That's where I reserve it for. Yeah, the things I read were shocking, but also not shocking because men are the worst. All I can say is that we deserve better and we will find better. And even if we don't find better, we will be better off on our own. Number three for this week's TikTok taught me. Did you have a mental breakdown if you didn't send a picture of yourself crying to the group chat? And the answer is no. Unless you send that classic photo of you crying, doing a peace sign, you cannot call that a mental breakdown. It's like the picture you send and your friends, I don't know why I'm doing, I'm doing something weird with my hands. When you send that picture crying, trying to smile and laugh through the tears, and your friends are like, this isn't funny. This is your eighth mental breakdown of the week. Like, you need, you need to fix this. That's when you know it is a mental breakdown. You gotta have photographic evidence of that. If you don't have photographic evidence, it didn't happen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, honey. If you don't take a picture while crying, you didn't cry. It's like, did a hot girl have a mental breakdown if she didn't tweet the entire breakdown to her 400 followers? No, she didn't. That hot girl is me. That hot girl is me. I am a tweet through the breakdown girl and it is very Trisha Paytas of me, but I'm not as problematic as Trisha Paytas. Um, I only am bringing up Trisha because I literally just watched one of her 8 million apology videos. Um, those things are anthropological archives. Like, I need someone to make an internet museum. And unfortunately, the thing about the internet is if you made a museum of the internet, if you made an archive of the internet, Trisha Paytas would be very present in that archive. She has somehow survived on the internet for 10 plus years despite being canceled so many times. And that's why cancel culture isn't really real. And that goes back to the man at the pool party who said that canceling Canada Day was an example of cancel culture that he could not get behind. To that I say, Bill Cosby's getting out of fucking jail. Cancel culture is not real. And I can't, I can't even get started on that one, but I will just say that if you are rich enough, you can hire lawyers who are good enough at their job that they will, like the fact that you can get off, this is, okay, this is what I will say about this. I said I wasn't gonna go into a long rant at the end of the episode, but when do I stop myself? When do I, I've never showed self-control in my life, so why would I start today? If you can get off of a sexual assault charge on a technicality, that shows the issue with the justice system. There should be no way to do legal jujitsu out of a fucking rape charge. And that's the truth. Like, he is not getting out because he's innocent. He's getting out because he has a good lawyer. And that is the difference. Most people who sit in jail for their entire lives on small, petty charges do so because they do not have access to the proper legal aid or advice or the ac access to a attorney that can truly fight their case. So yeah, cancel culture isn't real. If Bill Cosby can get out of jail, cancel culture isn't real. And I cannot hear 
I cannot hear about it anymore. Like, shut up. If you hate cancel culture for that reason, like this guy hates cancel culture because, not because it's toxic. Cancel culture usually doesn't lead to someone changing fundamentally because they think the second they're canceled, there's no redemption possibility and therefore there's no actual incentive to change, right? So like that critique of cancel culture, I understand. But those people still wanna hold people accountable. His critique of cancel culture, let's just call him white guy number one at the pool party. Also do not show up to a pride event in fucking jeans. I'm sorry, I don't want to see your boot cut dark denim at this event. No, we have no place for that here. Anyways, white man number one, he hates cancel culture because he will one day be canceled. He knows he's done something wrong and he's so defensive because of that. And he's just projecting really is what it comes down to. I heard him later on saying, oh, I have to make peace with that girl in the jean. And that was me. I was the girl in the jean. I was wearing this actually. I was wearing jean shorts too. Anyways, doesn't matter. Denim on denim, it can be done. The reason he felt the need to make peace with me is because he realized, I think partially that he was wrong. I had no desire to make, because I said to him, okay, I should back this up. So he said that, and then I said, I can hear you. And he didn't say anything. I don't feel the need to make peace with this man because I didn't do anything wrong. And I know that my opinion is the right one. I know that my position in this matter is the correct one. So I don't have this desire to make peace. I'm at peace with myself. I'm at peace with my own mind. You are not at peace with yourself. You're projecting. You're not at peace with your own mind because you realize that your opinion is actually shitty, harmful, toxic, and an extension of colonialism and white supremacy. He's not smart enough to know all that, but I am. I wish that we could end the episode on something more positive than um, Bill Cosby being released from jail, but I don't really have anything. So I will say, um, this is a bad transition, but uh, some people have asked, and this is shocking to me, like truly shocking. Anytime someone does this, I find it shocking. Some people have asked um, if I will be doing shows in Vancouver this summer. Yes, I will most likely be doing shows in Vancouver at the beginning of August. The reason I find it shocking that anyone asks is because anytime anyone takes any interest in what I'm doing, I am shocked. Um, I think it's very, very nice and I am like unbelievably flattered, but I don't feel like I deserve it. So I'm just always surprised. When I know what days I'm doing shows, where I'm doing shows, I will post about it on Instagram because I post about everything on Instagram, okay? Because I cannot not be present on the internet and socially chaotic. I don't know what else to say. I just, I recognize that about myself now and I think that's fine. So yeah, most likely some point in August, I will be doing shows in Vancouver. Um, and also like I know that when people say that on a podcast they're like oh people have been asking me like I'm always like no they haven't but like genuinely I will show you the receipts it also feels weird because I'm like this is not a big deal it's not like I'm like promoting some big tour it's just probably going to be a couple weeks of shows and they'll be great shows I'm sure lots of great stuff happening in Vancouver but like it's not a big deal anyways I'm just saying that if you want to come to shows in Vancouver, I will have some. If you don't care about my shows in Vancouver, that is okay too. That is the internal, that's the internal crisis that we all experience, right? I don't know how to socialize, yet I have chosen a career in which I stand on a stage and talk to people. That part I can do. It's when people respond to me and then I have to respond to them, that's where I lose it. That's where my ability significantly drops. Talking to people is hard. Um, my brain is mush. I think I might have manifested this idea of no thoughts a bit too well. Because I think that my ability to speak, comprehend, memorize, anything, it's really kind of just gone. And I think every time I say I wish I had no thoughts, I wish I had a lobotomy, you know, or a half lobotomy, which I've previously wished for on episodes of this podcast, I think that the universe takes that seriously. And removes at least half of my brain cells because I not it couldn't I've said it more than twice so it, maybe they remove an, an eighth of my brain cells but they're significantly disappearing at a rate that I cannot keep up with 
Anyways, this is definitely the episode because I've been blabbering on for way longer than I needed to, which is what I do all the time. Okay, this is how I'll, this is how I'll get myself out of this. This is how I will get you out of this too because right now I'm getting Stockholm Syndrome vibes. I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, hostage situation vibes. Um, if you want to know where and when I'm doing shows, whether they're in Toronto or in Vancouver, best way to do that is to follow me on Instagram. Ugh, I know, but I have to say it. And maybe one day I won't have to. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, follow the podcast on Instagram. What is it? I think you have. I think you can follow the podcast also on Spotify, so that new episodes are automatically downloaded to your phone or computer, computer or whatever you listen to podcasts on. I honestly, this is the thing. Like, I don't even know how most stuff on the internet works. So me trying to like tell you what to do, I, I'm probably not even explaining right. Um, you can <laughs> listen on Apple Podcasts. And uh, you can leave a review, you can leave a rating, that's super appreciated. I keep on meaning to say this, um, the intro music for the podcast is done by Lexa Graham. Because I've, I've written it, I've tagged it in the description, but I haven't actually said it in a couple, in a while. So I um, wanted to do that. Uh, the album, the album. The podcast artwork is by Erica Ehler. She's one of my best friends. She's one of my co-producers for Ghost Orgy. I love her. She's so funny, so talented. Um, yeah, so there's that. I don't know. I don't really know what else to say. I don't really know how to end this. Um, this is always the part where I struggle. So I guess I'll just say take care of yourself. Um, have a great weekend. Have a great week. Be a slut. Wear sunscreen. Be chaotic. Um, laugh, cry, yell at a stranger, only if they've done something wrong, only if they've done something wrong. Maybe one day I'll learn how to sign off. Okay, um, I'll have an episode in a couple weeks. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, bye.